Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks that they demand. Uh, I'm Matt Heron. People demanding this of us? I'm Jeff. <laughs> I'm Louise Heron. Yeah, yes. They're not demanding, demanding. it of us, but they are demanding it on WikiHow. They're going, <laughs> we want life hacks, and we're going, okay, are you sure? Yeah, like, true. we don't know if they'll work, but here you go. <laughs> I feel like it's... If you're asking a question, there's a question mark. If you're making a demand, you're asking a question, but there's no question mark, which is Ooh. how WikiHow operates. Really yeah, makes I don't think. see a single question mark on the WikiHow page I have open right now. It, so. doesn't, exactly. really, it doesn't really make me think. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's fine. I do like the idea that if we say, yeah, these are the life hacks that are the solutions to your problems, and then people try them, and then they don't work, we can be like, no, we meant hacks, as in, like, hack your life to pieces. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> with, with an axe. Yes. <laughs> Jeff, could you put that song in the Yes, please, please, that's such a fucking good song. What Even song? Though that, uh, <laughs> the thing is that, like... I'm never gonna stop. Yes. I'm never gonna give you up, Jeff. No, never that was before that we bit. started recording, you can't do that. <laughs> It's Louise's favorite pastime is to torture us with that. Yep. But Louise's joke doesn't land unless one of us reacts to it by saying that it happened before the show. True. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. But, oh, why is it that all Papa Roach's songs are really good, even though they're also very shitty? Mm, this is troubling. I that don't is, think I agree that they're good. I don't like now, this assertion. You're like, you're now, starting from keep a Keep in mind, premise. I've only heard... Keep in mind, I've only heard two of Papa Roach's songs. <laughs> Which other song did you hear besides Last Resort? Uh, Blood Brothers also slaps. Oh, I got, yeah, yeah, that was another minor hit for them. I don't know what it sounds like, but I do recognize the name. I think I only love it because it's the music that plays during the climax of my favorite action movie, The One, where no, Jet Li fights himself. That's it. This again. <laughs> that movie is so good, you guys. <laughs> Is it on Plex? Maybe I'll watch it one day. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I own multiple d different mm -hmm. versions of it. I'm mm -hmm. happy to lend you my Blu-ray or my DVD. Mm -hmm. Why don't you plug your floppy disk uh, CD reader <laughs> into <Yeah>. your computer <laughs> and make a copy of it? Put it yeah. on Plex. Yep. Um, but anyway, if, if anyone out there hasn't seen the one... It's amazing. It's Jason Statham's first movie. He's trying to do an American accent, and it's incredible. <laughs> Why? Why would they bother? I know, especially because he's from another dimension. Just say that dimension is in England or whatever. Yeah, like, like it's a, the say... British dimension. Who cares? Yeah, or it's like in the East End. Yeah, or in that dimension, he could just be from England. It, it, like they don't need to have him be an American anyway. Doesn't matter, but it's a great movie. It's yeah. like in Doctor Who, when they're just like, ah, lots of planets have a south. Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah, true. who cares? This is incredibly weird in the movie Pacific Rim, which is about the world coming together. That so many of the actors are doing accents that aren't their own and not very well. When they could just be from those places. Extremely Why not? funny. Yep. <laughs> And then in the sequel, I'm pretty sure they make John Boyega do an American accent, despite the fact that he's the son of uh, Idris Elba's character, who was That's not weird. American in that movie. That's very it weird. makes me think... I might that be remembering wrong, though. That movie sucked. <laughs> Whenever stuff like that happens, it makes me think, is this, an, is this intentional? Is this, like... Is there a message behind how bad these accents are that I'm not getting? Is it supposed to be, like making me question my assumptions about <laughs> humanity in some way. 
See, I think this is you being too hard on yourself because I think you're you know more about film than the film industry wants you to believe that you do. So when uh-huh. you see something incredibly stupid like that, you're like, "Is this my fault for not understanding movies good enough?" But it's not. <laughs> it's their fault for making bad movies. Yeah, Maybe. I sometimes. Go ahead. Go I was just gonna say I sometimes forget. Like I'll be watching a show with friends or whomever, and right, there will be someone. Right. Yeah, there will be someone on Chandler, it. Who, Ross, etc. <laughs> there's someone on it who is just like an absolute dog shit actor, like that, like that terrible baby from Modern Family. Yes, okay. Who is just so bad? Do you mean the like, fat boy? Yes. Okay. And I'm just like, oh, this is like unbelievably terrible acting. And other people I know will be like, oh, I didn't notice, like. I guess because I did do a lot of theater stuff and acting stuff, Bragging. maybe I'm more... <laughs> it's real <Yeah>. now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm more attuned to that kind of thing or something, but the idea that you could watch a movie and not notice somebody being that bad is just baffling to me. There are times yeah. when I'm more forgiving of uh, acting being, like, bland. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, I find it's it's really noticeable in a very bad movie that someone's, like, genuinely bad, because you don't see that a whole lot. You see a lot of not good acting, but you don't see a lot of really noticeably bad acting. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually kids. Yeah. Yes. That's true. And whenever you see a kid in something, they're either going to be phenomenal or terrible. They're, There's no middle ground with kids. They're either going to be phenomenal and dead by 24, or mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> No indication. Do you guys remember that sitcom Phenom about the t- the tennis pro who was like fourteen? Yes, but I don't remember anything else about it. Yeah, I don't really remember anything else either. Except I remember watching like every episode of multiple seasons. I don't know how long it was on, but was I may have seen every episode. I've never was heard of it. Famous on that? I have to look it up now. It Ooh, sounds maybe. like the premise of a manga. Mm. Yeah, maybe that. Yes, if. if it, in the era of TGIF, it was a TGIF show, but... It was in, also an anime, kind in of. In the modern era, the exact same thing would have been... You know, TGIF really was the manga of the 90s, if you think about it. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> Actually, wait, that kind of does work. No. I could see Perfect Strangers being a manga as well. Yeah, like, maybe... Oh, that's true. Like It's like an isekai. He has to go to Chicago, I guess. <laughs> Okay, that's better. I was gonna say. The real world of Meepos. I was gonna say that it's a boys' love manga, but yeah, that's funnier. (laughs) Uh, I looked up Phenom. Judith Light was the mother from Who's the Boss, but everyone else is uh, more forgettable, so I guess I'm crazy. Yeah, uh, if Judith Light is your big star, your show is not going well. Yes. I don't know why. When, like, I guess everyone has this experience of when you're, I don't know, 12, uh, just not being able to tell the difference between good TV and bad TV. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I loved Phenom, or whatever that show is called. Yeah, yeah. I watched all of Mantis. Jesus. <laughs> what was that about? Was that a guy who had superpowers for some reason? It was a guy who was in a wheelchair but built, a, like, an Iron Man suit to, nice. like, fight crime. Mm. <clears throat> I've heard a lot of people talk about how when you're a kid, there's that moment where you're old enough to realize that, oh, hey, that movie I just saw wasn't good, and I didn't enjoy seeing it. Because up to that point, it's just like, a movie, I'm having a great time. 
Do you guys remember what movie that happened to you in? Because I definitely remember the exact moment. I don't. I don't. I went, so I went to my freshman year homecoming dance with a couple friends. Mm -hmm. um, And we left after like 20 minutes because it was incredibly boring. And we instead went to the movies and we went to see Ants. (laughs) The Woody Allen Mm -hmm. and Sylvester Sylvester Stallone. Very badly CGI animated movie that was just a ripoff of Bugs Life. Mm-hmm. And I it was so bad, I, I like leaned over to my friends and I was like, we have to leave. <laughs> I can't watch more of this. It's incredible how bad that movie was. You know what's funny? When you're a kid, you could do something like go to a dance, realize it's disappointing. Go to a movie, realize that's as disappointing, and then do something else. I feel yeah. like when you're an adult, you can't rally like that. And if one bad thing happens to you, like I'm just gonna yeah, you're just cry. like I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's because as an adult, I always would probably rather just be at home sleeping, <laughs> and I just need one excuse. Yeah, yeah. The, the dance was bad. I'm out of here. You're not yeah. going to see me until Christmas. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Meanwhile, when I was a teenager, like, I would I would rather sleep on the, like, median of a highway than go home. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. Anyway, Louisa, what'd you do this week? <clears throat> uh, mine won't take long, because I didn't get into a whole lot of stuff, but I love to start a new craft project, as we've talked about. I know Matt likes that, too. Yep. Uh, I got some, um, uh... <sighs> What do you call it? It's not silicone, silicone clay. It's like silicone gel. It stays liquid until it hardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> you use it to make molds. So I'm making molds of some things that I've made of clay so I can make duplicates. Mm-hmm. And so I have this two-part silicone that you mix together and then you pour it into the molds. And So this is what's Does it get tiny. real hot? Is it one of those ones? It doesn't, <clears throat> no. The <clears throat> resin does get real hot, so you have to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't um it says to wear rubber gloves while you're working with it i'm not doing that i'm not putting my fingers in it <laughs> there are too many safety could measures. you you could, you could could you make a mold of your fingers that way i think the minimum cure time is six hours so yep. you could yes but that's gonna be a rough six hours i bet depends on which finger <laughs> i guess so. i feel like i don't use my pinky more than once every six hours mm, mm. but then do you want a cast of your pinky Hmm, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the worst finger. You don't want a cast of it. I don't know why you would want a cast of any of your fingers, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, it's uh, I have like good fingers. I didn't say that that was an important thing to do. I do wonder you if have... you could I wonder if you could make a cast of your ring finger and then just mail it to like Justin's or whatever and be like, you figure it out. <laughs> you figure out what I want here. I'm not gonna put an order in for a ring or anything. Yeah. Oh Mr. Jeweler, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> you could have saved my ring finger. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Justin, someone sent us another finger in an envelope. But wait, this one's not not flesh. No, I'm sending my I'm 3D printing pork into the finger molds. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, a new Halloween hot dog idea. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween hot That's dog. That's a great idea. <laughs> you can do that. You can carve a hot dog, I bet. Freeze it up first. Yeah, for sure. You definitely could carve a hot dog. Now, when you cooked it, it would lose all of its definition, so you'd True. have to eat it. 
No, how uh, <laughs> hot dogs are fully cooked when you get them. <laughs> yeah, you could eat at room temperature. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just saying that was so gross I couldn't stop laughing. <clears throat> um. So yeah. Um. It's exciting because it's a new thing, and if it works well, I'll have these things that I want these molds to make easy copies. But it's tricky because, like, as you you have to stir it for five minutes, these two parts together, but then air bubbles get in, but you don't want any air bubbles. So then you just have to hope that they come out of the mold in the end before it sets. Uh, Maybe you don't want a vacuum air chamber bubbles. to prevent bubbles. That's what crafters do online who are, like, super serious, but I am not at that level, and I don't want to be. What if you've got just a little box uh, with a one-way, uh, what you call it, valve on it and stuck your vacuum to that? Made your own vacuum chamber. With a vacuum cleaner, you say? Yes. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure that has the horsepower necessary. What if you did it in one of those little uh, <laughs> clothes bags? Oh, there you go. Now we're getting there. <laughs> I wonder if a pressure cooker would be able to do that, but I don't know and I'm not going to try. Not that's without getting hot also, though. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Although it wouldn't matter <laughs> if this gets hot because it's silicone and it can handle it. But I don't want to do any of that, no. <laughs> um, have you seen those vacuum form machines that people use? Those to do seem what? cool. It, you like put a sheet of plastic in it, and then it vacuum oh, right. forms the plastic over something. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same as what you're doing of making a mold of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but those look very cool. It looks cool. really cool. I bet they're like five thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm super jealous <laughs> that uh, a YouTube couple I like, Nerd Forge, they make little things. They live in Norway, and so they're always like, we wanted to try this vacuum mold making, so we uh, borrowed uh, the vacuum mold maker from our local maker space. I'm like, oh, you fuckers! I you know. fuckers in your Scandinavian paradise! I've spent so long trying to figure out if maker spaces even exist in our part of the country. <laughs> they're not and real. the answer is, no one knows! Yeah. Still! It sucks. <clears throat> the issue is, to make use of something like a maker space, you have to, like, <laughs> Know your community and stuff, and like who has no, who has the time or desire for that? Not really. I mean, maybe in Norway you would, but like one of my actual life dreams is to have a like a house with a barn or something that I could turn into a maker space, mm-hmm. and then just have like you know you pay a, a certain fee every month, and then you can book online when you're using the space or check things out like a library, like. You could do that. You wouldn't even need to know the people's names. Yep. <clears throat> if you got yourself in... This would be getting to know people, though. If you got yourself in with the community good enough, people are always like, oh, my grandfather had this amazing router, but I don't want it. I'm going to throw it away. They would just give it to you instead. Yeah. I've heard so many stories of people being like, oh, yeah, my you know, my grandfather had all these old, very sturdy tools before they made tools to break after five years, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do with them, so I, like, gave them away at a church raffle or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. fuck, man! Yeah. <laughs> my grandfather had all of these great little uh, glass por- porcelain dolls, and some of them had eyes that followed you when you moved around the room, and mm-hmm. just didn't know what to do with them after he passed. Yep, he had this weird falcon from Malta. <laughs> so he just buried it all in an unmarked grave. Yep. <laughs> anyway, now and if you follow speak. these clues, <laughs> speaking of an unmarked grave, ooh, ooh. spooky season. Yep. Um, my wife and I last night 
on a whim. Can you hit that, my wife, again? <laughs> Just put the sound clip in. Jeff, Making in Matt post. make the joke that you want to make, Jeff, that's a real baller, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna debase myself. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so our friends Chris and Leah told us about. Well, everyone's friend. I mean, our meaning all of the people on this show. Meaning only friend. Matt's yeah. friend. Yes. Um, uh, told us about a drive-in in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, that does a annual uh, sex tuple feature. Nice of uh, of monster movies at like overnight for two days um in you know like like i said in the middle of nowhere in pennsylvania um and it's like this big sort of festival where everyone just drives in and you can get a camping pass to sleep there overnight which is weird cool um but anyway so excuse me so jen and i decided that like it's about a two hour drive from us but we were like yeah we'll go up for one night and just see what it's like uh, and it was really fun. We went up, and uh, I have my new truck, so it was the first time I tried out the in-bed speakers and, like, setting up folding chairs and stuff in the bed. So much more comfortable. Previously, going to drive-ins involved uh, us both trying to be comfortable in the bucket seats in the front of <laughs> one of our tiny sedans. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, we saw The Wolfman. Which was uh, which is a classic, of course. When is that movie from, even <clears throat> roughly? What like what? Uh, it's a, it's a Lon Chaney Jr., right? Yes, it's Lon Chaney Jr. It's probably in the forties. Okay, is my guess. Okay. Um, and then the last movie that we had to leave during because it was like <clears throat> after midnight and we were going to have to drive a long way home uh, was the Return of the Invisible Man, which was Vincent Price's first movie, Ah. uh, which was interesting. Was he the The Invisible Man? Yes, he plays the Invisible Man. So he's not actually in the movie. (laughs) His voice is in the movie. His voice is in the movie a lot. (laughs) That's very interesting that his first movie was a sequel to someone else originating an iconic role that you don't Mm. see the person for. Ah, it's a different Invisible Man, though. The, the Invisible uh, Man in the first okay. one dies at the end. Oh, so, so he wasn't returning at all. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's a new it's it's a new version of an old classic. I would have called it the Invisibling of a New Man. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Got great SEL on that name. <laughs> much. Yep. It's a much more accurate and intriguing title. <laughs> I want to see how this new man gets invisible. The invisibling of T- Pelham One Two Three. <laughs> uh, anyway, the middle movie of the the three that they played last night is what I really want to talk about, which <clears throat> was the Tomb of the Mummy. <clears throat> it's the third movie in the Mummy classic series. Yeah, it's got Jet Li in it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's um, that from, roughly? I'm trying to picture any of these movies that I haven't heard of. I mean, here's the thing. All of these movies were made in, I think, the 40s okay. and maybe 50s, but set in, like, the late 1800s. Mm, yeah. So it's hard to pinpoint for me. I'm sure a, a smart person would know. <laughs> um, See, you're talking down on yourself again about movies. It's not the movies yep. that are too hard for you to understand. <laughs> they are doing a bad Well, <laughs> this movie, allow me to explain. <laughs> okay. So, the first movie was just called The Mummy, I think. Uh, then the second one was The Mummy's Hand, which I've not right. seen. Right. But it's a wild swing 
for your sequel to be like, but what if just his hand came back? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this one is called The Tomb of the Mummy. And the first, I'm going to say, ten minutes of this 60-minute movie is uh, the star of the the first Mummy movie in old man makeup (laughs) telling the events of the first Mummy movie. Uh-huh. Intercut with clips from the old, the first Mummy movie. <laughs> Boris Karloff? They put Boris Karloff in Old Man? No, Maker? Boris Karloff is the Mummy. Oh. <laughs> is the Mummy not the main character? I mean, he doesn't have any lies. about his past adventures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say it's weird that you would have to put him in old man makeup because he already <laughs> I looks mean, he's so always old. Wearing old man makeup in this. <laughs> um, no, the I don't know the like blonde white guy who is in charge of the expedition in the first one. I see. Uh, so I guess in what's wild is that I think only like four years passed between the filming of these two movies, but it's supposed to be thirty years later. Mm, okay. Um, and like. His children, his whole family is being targeted by the mummy now. Typical. Um, he fucked up. Yeah, it's very messed up. And the movie, so the the mummy kills everyone except for the like young lovers who are, you know, his son and the fiance of his son, uh, who in typical nineteen forties Hollywood fashion are described as like I don't know. Tw- in their 20s, just in love, about to move away and, like, start a life together. Both mm-hmm. actors probably in their mid-40s. <laughs> uh. um, no, I should say the man was in his mid-40s and the woman was, like, 25. Yeah. Um, yeah typical. Yep. Uh, but, uh, so the mummy is coming after them, and then the racist stereotype man who is controlling the mummy falls in love with the woman. Mm-hmm. And orders the mummy to kidnap her instead, mm. so that he can marry her in a in a way. I mean, it's that thing of like step A is kidnap the woman, step B question mark, step three married. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what were you gonna do in the middle there? He kind of tries to convince her that he can make her immortal if he bears her him a son. If she bears him a son, mm. but like that's a big ask. <laughs> yeah, if you're waking up in a tomb with a stranger standing over you and a corpse servant nearby, and he's like, I will definitely make you immortal tomorrow if you let me impregnate you today. Yeah. I don't know who's going to fall for that he's one. trying to yeah. limpy you for a baby. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, so then he gets in an argument with the with the the last remaining member of this family, the young man, uh, and they're yelling at each other about, like, oh, well, your father desecrated the tomb that I was sworn to protect or whatever, and then the guy's like, uh, I don't care about that, I want to save my fiancé, and then the the racist stereotype guy's like, all of the people who desecrate the tomb are destined to die a violent death, and then a police officer just shoots him! (laughs) That's the most realistic part of the movie. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> and then, like, there's a there's like a reaction shot of the police officer who smiles and winks at the camera. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> okay, I don't know if he winks. I was too busy freaking out about the fact that he just shoots. 
<laughs> oh man, it's insane. They're like, uh, this movie is already at fifty nine minutes. We gotta wrap it up. Well, no, 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 no. They don't. The mummy's still out there doing shit, oh, but the it. guy who is in charge of it just gets shot in the street, and they leave his body there. So then it turns into a coming-of-age movie about how the mummy is finally free to do what he wants. <laughs> yep. I mean, maybe that's what the sequel's about, but the rest <laughs> of this movie is about them chasing him down with, like, torches. That's why and the sequel start- is The Mummy's Hand, because he learns about jacking off. Oh. Sorry. Wait. First of all, the prequel <laughs> is The Mummy's Hand. <laughs> you weren't supposed to think about... Okay. Um, so they chase the mummy down. The mummy has kidnapped this woman and is still kidnapping her for some reason mm, it's and an they, ongoing kidnapping yes yeah. okay. <laughs> he's just carrying her around everywhere okay. um and they go back to the like family mansion that this cursed family lives in so the hero of the movie <laughs> leads a mob to burn down his own house <laughs> to kill the mummy that rules. which is more responsible than burning down someone else's house i suppose mm-hmm. Te- so, technically i suppose Obviously, he saves the the woman. They get out in time. The house burns down and theoretically kills the mummy. Uh, the fire effects were amazingly good for the time, in a way that I was very surprised by. Maybe they just um, set stuff on fire. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, Boris Karloff is, like... Flammable? Looks like, looks like <laughs> yeah. he is on fire. Yeah. And I know he isn't, because he survived making this movie. Okay. You don't know how... Uh, how much longer he lived after making that movie. <laughs> That's true, but I imagine that they probably, even in the 40s, were not willing to set fire to the stars of their movies to get the perfect shot. Mm, um, I don't know. Anyway, so we see the mummy writhing on fire in this burning house, then a circle wipe, then a wedding, mm-hmm. where these two people are getting married and celebrating, and they're like, well, we, like, we managed to escape from everyone celebrating our wedding. Now we can go off to our honeymoon. And then all of their, like, family and friends pop out from behind things and surprise them. And they're like, yay! And they're about to have a party. Your fucking house burned down! And all of your family were killed by a mummy! And you now know that magic is real and evil is coming to kill you! <laughs> no, the mummy's dead now, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, they got rid of the evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... The fact that the movie starts with your dad telling you about how he killed the mummy once before should make you a little wary, at least. It shouldn't end with, like, a Shakespeare comedy vibe. Hmm. If you left Egypt never to return, would you be safe from the mummy? Because the mummy can't get on a plane. I mean, they weren't in Egypt. This movie took place in Massachusetts. Oh, well, that's... Mm, He's he's one of those Massachusetts bog mummies. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) You know. No, there's actually a a pretty long scene of the... The uh, mummy getting in in line at security at the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. um, Of the the, uh, racial stereotype high priest... Uh, like loading the sarcophagus onto a steamer ship and mm, so on. Oh, right, steamer ships. I forgot that you could f- fucking put anything on a steamer ship. That's kind of the <laughs> yes. key of many movies. Yeah. The guys, the, the priest guy is like, uh, I need to watch over my dead relative that's in this trunk, so lock this door and don't let anyone come in ever. <laughs> and the porter's like, okay, sir. <laughs> like, Great. Good stuff. What? <laughs> What do you think he's going to do in there? Yeah. What does watch over the corpse of your relative even mean? You know, make sure he doesn't wake up or anything. 
Um, there was a character in this movie named Babe Hansen. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the audio quality was such that for a decent chunk of the movie, we thought his name was Babe Handsome. That's <laughs> which is much better. A fucking great name, and I might, may change my screen name on every <laughs> social media service to be Babe Handsome. That'd be a great wrestling name, huh? Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to be a heel and be like uh, mm-hmm. one of those ones that's like, look how gorgeous I am. Yeah. Oh man, Babe Handsome is such a good name. <laughs> it's hard to do better than that, honestly. Yep. Yep. Okay, so anyway, that's it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't have anything else to talk about. Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, so this week, I. Last week I talked about how I was playing Metroid 2. This week I beat Metroid 2. Mm, uh, character I, development. Uh, yeah, I'm here, to, I'm here to report it's good, actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know it's the sort of uh, like many of the second Nintendo games of that era. It's the the odd man out, uh, like your Zelda two and your Mario two. Um, yeah, Mario two is also good, actually. Yeah, but it's so different. <clears throat> it's oh, it good is. If you don't consider different. it to be a Mario game, really. Yeah. I may. I mean, Zelda two might be good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I remember playing Zelda two, but the thing is. That was an era when people would make games that were only barely better than the knockoff versions mm. of those games. Yeah. And there was a knockoff of Legend of Zelda 2 called Battle for Olympus that I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good game. I played that for a million hours as opposed to Zelda 2, which I think I only played at a friend's house like twice. Yeah, I um, so I beat Metroid 2. Pretty good game, not really a lot like the other Metroids, surprisingly. Because mm. okay. uh, it's fairly straightforward. You still collect power-ups, but like it's not your progress isn't gated by power-ups, your progress is gated by how many Metroids you've killed. Because your huh. goal is to kill all of the Metroids. Um because okay. it's following up on the plot of the first one where you've discovered that there's Metroids and this is a problem for you. I do appreciate that. It's like the only one in the series where you ha- you start the game with the power-ups you collected in the previous game. Yeah, it was weird. You start with missiles because you need those to kill Metroids. Mm, that um, makes sense. Uh, and it also in- it introduces so many things that are uh, like staples of the series now, such as save points. Because uh, mm. the first one... Well, I, I actually, I guess I don't know what the Famicom Disk System one does, if that has save rooms or not, but the uh, NES version uses a password system, which sucks. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, this one, there's like pedestals you stand on and you push start and it saves your progress. And miraculously, the save battery in this Game Boy cartridge that I didn't know I owned was still working. Oh, uh, nice. Although I'm surprised you didn't just emulate it. Uh, no, I, the reason I played it is because I happened to find that I had a cartridge of it when I was mm. moving, and I put all of my Game Boy things into the same uh, area, so. But now that you have your portable gaming PC, I feel like if I was you, I would just load every emulator into it and then just have every Game Boy game. That's true, but this was like, I'm just going to play this one for a while, the Game Boy Advance SP has a nice long battery life and is easy to carry around. Um, so it made it like more convenient than bringing some other device that could have other games. Yeah. Uh, and allowed me to just be like, I'm just going to play this one. Do you ever think about purging all of your old consoles? I have a bag full of like my original Xbox and my like PlayStation 1. And I'm like, 
could I should I just sell all of these on eBay for ten dollars a piece or whatever? I think that like PS One, sure. Uh, maybe even Wii, like unless you have an old TV that you want to like play video on, uh, or play old games on too. The Wii's good for that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think a lot of them are are worth repurposing. To do what? Uh, well, I know PlayStation 2, you can install a hard drive and put games on there to either play PS2 games from the hard drive or, you know, sell it, give it as a gift. Yes, I've got a PC that can emulate PS2 as well or better than a PS2 can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have almost considered the opposite, where I want to get rid of all of the games and replace them with, like, uh flash cart and ROMs on a on an SD card. Like a floppy disk CD reader type of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the yeah. good the good ones of those are really pricey. Like the N sixty four one is like $170 for one that Oof. lets you basically it will work like an N sixty four cartridge, but with all of the games on it. Yeah. But it costs that much. Same the I think the Game Boy Advance one is like a hundred bucks and the Genesis one is like 150. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just emulate them, my man. I don't know. Like, I know you like old hardware better than I do, but it's it's so cool to be able to have like a single SD card that has every game from PS1 and earlier on it, and you can just play it on any computer. Just put it in the SD card slot. Yeah, yeah. I have um, I have emulator setups on my various machines. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I like the old hardware, and I like the old, uh, the old tube TV. I don't understand that, but I respect it. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, you can achieve a lot with, like, the emulator shaders and what have you, uh, to make it, you know, look how it would have looked 30 years ago. Uh, yeah. but you can achieve that very easily if you just have the machine and you plug it into the old TV and you turn it on. That it does that yeah. without having to adjust any settings. Mm. I suppose that's true, mm. but I don't. I don't know that I feel like that's good, though. I guess is why I'm. I see. less on board. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people have grown up with, or if first and only experience with some games is through emulation, and so it's like very much influenced the look of like throwback graphics type games, where like. An NES game didn't look like a bunch of perfect single color squares. It was all blurry. Yep. That's yeah. cool. And nobody makes their their throwback ape indie game look all blurry because like that's not how they experienced it, and because that's a little harder to achieve. Yeah, I guess I just feel about it the way I feel about people who insist that uh, that like a vinyl record has better audio quality, which is just provably untrue. Like. You like it better, and that's great. Mm. But that doesn't mean it is better. Like, <laughs> there's no objective goodness. So, like, if you like it, that's absolutely cool, uh, and everyone should find things that bring them joy. And also, I'm happy with just the easy thing. <laughs> the appeal, the appeal, I think, to records of me is just having a physical object. Um, yeah, much more I get the idea of, like, the, the ritual of putting a record on yeah. and, like... You know, having it only play six songs and then stopping, and you have to get up and flip it. Like that's fun. I like I like that 
reverence for music much more than I care about the quote-unquote sound quality, which, again, I don't know if it even has that much meaning. Yeah, sometimes it's... Sometimes the need to listen to music means laying down, face down in bed, and asking uh, my dedicated smart device to play it for me from Spotify. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other times it's like, no, I'm gonna... I'm going to put a record down. So, you know, like I've, uh, since I, whenever Corinne Bailey Ray orders you to do so, Mm, I was going to say that, but I didn't, because I already (laughs) called out two songs for this episode. (laughs) I see. (laughs) I, I recognize that name, but I, it's not coalescing. Girl, put your records on. Hmm. Okay. Play me your favorite song. Uh, Anyway, I am going to about take your side pretty much, Matt, because uh, I was I don't own a Super Nintendo, so I'm playing Super Metroid. Uh, I've moved on to Super Metroid, and I'm playing it on the Switch app because uh, that is much you more convenient. Hurry. Dread's coming out in like two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I'm playing through. Well, these games are short. Uh, Super I, Metroid is a decent length. I took um, a long time to beat Metroid Two. It was still under seven hours. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Super Metroid. Super Metroid, like 20 hours? 25? No, not even. Really? Uh, wow. Well, I guess if you're really taking your time and if it's like a first playthrough, maybe. But I know that the, like, normal amount of time to beat it that, like, Nintendo will show you the special screen or whatever uh, is, I think, like four or five hours. Oh, you have, and you, you have to see Samus in a bikini or whatever i will absolutely never uh beat the game that quickly because i just i just get lost in the world uh because you're afraid that you'll get lost in that bikini bod and mm -hmm. you'll never be able to look at a normal human woman again Yeah, exactly (laughs) (sighs) yeah uh well how long how long to beat says that the average is around seven hours 40 minutes wow i mean i guess i haven't really played it since i was like 10 or 11 yeah um at that time it felt like it took months leisure leisurely around 20 hours so that is probably like if a kid's playing through and they don't know what they're doing and they have to remember where they are every day type of thing yeah i also feel like at that time i mean i've always been the kind of person who's like well i saw that there was a missile thing there but couldn't reach it i'm not moving on until i figure out how to get it and mm. so I would regularly sink two or three hours into trying to solve a single puzzle room. And then you... I'm the kind of person who laughs at a funeral. So. Mm. I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> okay. Are you, preemptive- you Are you preemptively doing this, Jeff? No. Yes. No, 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 no. It's no, the next line of the goddamn song. <laughs> I, said, I said it right, Jeff. I said that you will not too long from now. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, I, the middle of what just said got cut out, and I didn't realize. Oh no! <laughs> well, the important thing is Man. you ruined the show yet again, and now right, it's time good. for us to do what we do on this show. Here we go. Yeah, uh, which is we put a random word into the WikiHow suggested articles page, and we uh, look at the list of things that people have asked related to that random word, so that we can provide them with some sage advice. Uh, and today's random word is length. Yay! Yep. So we're going to be talking a lot about geometry today. <laughs> There's a lot 
right off the bat, I could see a lot that use the word lengthen instead. Mm. Lengthen your hamstrings mm-hmm. or other things. How do you lengthen your hands, hamstrings? You just stretch, right? Stretching, yeah. You practice, practice, thing. practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You gotta do that thing where you stand on one leg and then you hold your ankle in your hand to like bend your foot up to your butt and then you fall over a little bit and then you immediately put your foot back down and then you say fuck this I'm just going running anyway. They call that the Donald (laughs) (laughs) O'Connor. I thought you were going to say the thing where you hold one of your heels in front of you and then jump through the crook of your leg with your other leg because you're such a good break dancer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How did it Go ahead. Hmm? No, no, go on. How to determine bond length. Uh, I would look up on IMDb before you go see the movie how long it is. But there's so many different <laughs> bonds. Uh, or are, like, do they want to know the length of the James Bond itself? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I could look up Daniel, Daniel Craig's Craig, name, but I bet it's, different than, it's definitely different than Pierce Brosnan. Pierce yeah. Brosnan is 6'1", and Daniel Craig is 5'10", and Sean Connery was 6'2". Hey, Jeff. I'm not talking about that kind of length. Boo! No, they all have the exact same dick size. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. That's how oh, they that's, choose the next yeah, one. Yeah, that's how they cast it. <laughs> yeah. Now I understand. They, they, bring, they bring an actor blindfolded in front of a bunch of molds of penises, and if they pick the one of the last James Bond... <laughs> way stupider than I expected. I was about to make maybe the second filthiest joke I've ever made on this show, but then I decided not to. Yeah, I I had to up, update that from uh, them taking a baby and having them choose the penis of the previous James Bond. I'm like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> oh god, that's a little that's a little more on the point as far as the thing I'm parodying. But that that we're gonna say yeah, it's a, an like adult actor. If your joke involves a baby grabbing penises, then you've gone off the rails they're, immediately. They're, they're pretend. It doesn't matter. The babies also pretend because this is just a bit. Oh, boy. Yeah. Are we... So, like, the whole premise of... So the first Daniel Craig James Bond, right? The premise was... He's, I'm glad we're finally getting into this. He's so new at this. He is such a friggin' loser idiot. He's like 40. He doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the premise of every single one since then is, this is the oldest man who has ever lived, and he's still James Bond somehow. Yep. Why? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is weird that it seems... I wish that just once the James Bond movies would acknowledge that the other James Bond movies exist. It would yeah. be um, it would be interesting. I mean, they could do it any of a number of ways, whether it be like them finally saying like, yeah, James Bond is just a name that we give to different people who assume this role. Or like even just being like, hey, you remember that time you punched that dude on the moon? <laughs> Isn't yeah. that weird that you did that, James Bond? Yeah, they, they specifically like... <laughs> skirted doing that in Skyfall by going to, like, his ancestral home. They're like, ah, yes, this is the grave of my father, David Bond. Of what? Like, come on! You had the opportunity to be like, yeah, James Bond's a code name. also. This guy's name is just, like, Gregory. Daniel Gregory. Daniel (laughs) Daniel Gregory. Um... But either way, like, it, it just seems like they are they are hobbling themselves with their own restriction to make their character less interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
I've watched a decent number of the classic James Bond movies, and I haven't watched any of the Daniel Craig ones because I learned watching the older ones that, like, the the character is so different, the movie is so different, there's nothing likable, there's nothing to latch onto in the series other than being extremely shitty to women, very smug, and shooting people. And I don't really like any of those mm. things. Uh, what about Cool Gadgets, which you do like? Oh, I do like g- Cool Gadgets, but then I'll just watch a Mission Impossible movie, which does that better. Mm. Mm, fair enough. But then you have to look at Tom Cruise's weird face. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. And he's shitty to women in real life, which <laughs> is uh, certainly worse. He's always jumping on their couches. Yes. Yeah. No, also, he belongs to a cult that he brainwashes them to be a part of. Uh, I think that you would probably enjoy Casino Royale, Matt, if you have not seen it. Uh, the only one of these I haven't seen of the Daniel Craig ones is Quantum of Solace, which I heard was bad. Uh, I keep forgetting that Spectre exists because it's really boring. But cause... I want it to be about ghosts, and I'm certain it's not, it's not no. and so I'm out. Uh uh, but Casino Royale and Skyfall are, like, some of the finest action movies of the 21st century, here's, in my opinion. Here's why the Daniel Craig ones don't appeal to me at all and are stupid and bad. Okay. And if you like them, then your opinion is wrong. Okay, here we go. Uh-huh. Um, James Bond used to be campy bullshit in a wonderful way. <laughs> Where you'd be like, yeah, this guy, his whole thing is that he paints women gold till they die from it. (laughs) Uh This is a guy who has metal teeth and shoots a laser out of his face or whatever. Like, the fact that now so much of the trailers for James Bond movies are like, oh, I'm James Bond, and I'm so sad about, you know, my depression and I can't relate to people, so I'm gonna punch some Russians or whatever. Like, where... Why couldn't there be a ghost, James Bond? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you could in your previous incarnations, you would have had a ghost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I don't like those new gritty names. I will say yeah. it is still kind of campy in Casino Royale. Uh, Maz Mikkelsen plays a guy whose poker tell uh, when he's bluffing is that he cries blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very not stupid. <laughs> no, that's like. I mean, you could argue that that's so self-serious that it's a parody, but it's still like, it's like the emo version of James Bond. Yeah. And James Bond is the least emo character in history. Javier Bardem plays a guy who uh, is like missing half his face, but he puts in like a fake jaw so that they don't have to do makeup all the time. Uh, is he the one who has, like, a diamond embedded in his face or whatever? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) God damn. Again, like, you James Bond, the the older movies I've had fun with for two reasons. One, they are so ridiculous and they are aware of how ridiculous they are. And two, the actors playing James Bond are very charming. And I do feel like Daniel Craig is charming, but it's like they they said, okay, but when you're playing James Bond, be as uncharming as you possibly can be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited I for that Knives Out it. sequel, though. Like, I... Sean Connery is not good at playing James Bond, but he is good at being very watchable. <laughs> yeah. He does a lot of eyebrow acting. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay, so we've measured the length of a James, of a James Bond. We've determined- but how long are their dicks, though? <laughs> 7.5 centimeters. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait. Yep. Okay. You heard me. <laughs> 
Uh, how to calculate focal length of a convex mirror. Matt, take it away, physics question. Uh, I mean, there is a formula. Like, I don't know it off the top of my head, but you just have to say this is the angle of the curve of the lens. So here is where all of the... I mean, you could do it by drawing the lens on paper if you got a very accurate tracing of the lens. You could, like, draw a line from one angle mm-hmm. coming out at 90 degrees mm-hmm. and then at the other edge coming out at 90 degrees and where those two lines intersect is the focal length. Oh, that's the boring science way to do it. What you want to do is get on top of a cliff and you're going to have a really big curved mirror and you're going to set boats on fire with it. Mm-hmm. That's the True. cool way. That's what we all want. Yep. The power of life and death over Greek sailors. <laughs> I, I often wonder if that would still work today. I don't think it worked then. I think they did this on Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Like, if you just got a bunch of, light, like, theater lights or whatever, <laughs> and you arranged them in an arc around a building, could you set fire to that building? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Although I do know, I've seen this on, uh, like, uh, Architecture Fails Twitter years ago. It was a building that had, like, mirrored windows, and they were, it was curved. The front of the building was slightly curved. So there was one spot on the lawn out front, which was just bare dirt, because it would burn and kill the grass <laughs> that ever tried to grow there. That's great. Yeah, that's mm. pretty good. So is your this is your plan to become a James Bond villain? Yeah, I guess. I mean, theater lights are not terribly expensive. I bet you could get, I don't know, a hundred Source 4s for like $2,000. And if you're using theater lights, you'll stick to that classic James Bond uh, trope of being uh, stereotypically gay without ever actually saying anything that suggests that. Yeah. Although, wasn't Javier Bardem like openly gay and hitting on James Bond in that movie? He does hit on James Bond, that's true. That's pretty good. Uh, but in Casino, like. in Casino Royale, the bad guy wails on James Bond's nuts with a big rope. <laughs> <laughs> and James Bond is like, yes, I love this. Because he's messing with him. So, like, it is it is definitely not the most homoerotic one, Skyfall. Casino Royale has that on lock. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if they had the courage of their convictions, he would say, yes, I love this, and not be liar. <laughs> We don't we don't know that he was lying. It just seemed like he was probably messing with the bad guy, but we don't know. <laughs> it would make a lot of things make sense. Yeah. Uh, How to lengthen kids' toothbrushing time. Uh, big just toothbrush. Tell them to keep going. Just don't let them stop. Oh. Yeah, pl- get a little app that plays a song, and they're not allowed to stop until the song's over. No, I'm I'm just, I'm gonna say big toothbrush still. <laughs> It's going to take way longer to brush your teeth if you got a big toothbrush. Wait, no, what? It would take way less time. No, you're struggling to get that thing all the way to the back to the molars. <laughs> Kids don't care about getting their molars, Jeff. Come on. Yeah. They would just give up. No, you need a smaller toothbrush so it takes mm. forever to do each tooth. Mm. Yeah, one like tooth the, size. Oh, that's a good idea. Just a single bristle. Uh, uh, less less teeth. Oh, there we go. Wait, no, Jeff. Oh, wait, that would shorten the time. Never mind, hold on. Yeah, you keep on solving problems that aren't the thing that this person is asking for. They're not asking to Uh, increase the efficiency of the toothbrush. Break your kid's arms. Ooh, here we go. (laughs) That'll make it really... It's going to take forever to brush your teeth then. Now, 
should we say something here to prevent us from being implicated in child abuse? Uh, yeah, if, if you intentionally break your child's arm and it's not for, like, a helping them emergency weird uh, reason, like, uh, 127 hours type thing, you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, I was trapped by a boulder in the desert, but my mom was there. <laughs> it, was, it was child abuse when my mom broke my arm to get me out from that boulder. As I aged slowly into James Franco. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, get electric to get <laughs> No, she, she's been waiting. She's wanted to lengthen this kid's toothbrushing time, and now it's the chance. Am I right? <laughs> oh, if she was a helicopter parent, it would have been way easier. She could have oh, just thrown just down a rope right to him. Yeah. Eat some spicy food and throw it to a helicopter. <laughs> Is that turbo teen? Oh, who knows? Ah, oh, Christ. Uh, how do you edit song length? You just take out some of the song, right? Take out the mm. swears. Just take out the bridge. It never helps and is always confusing. Yep. Yeah, people just want to sing the chorus. Just to have the chorus a bunch of times. Edit, edit out the rap verse so you can play it on uh, the adult contemporary station without anyone complaining at you. Yeah. yeah. Just edit out every time anyone says a swear, but don't do that thing where they put in silence or a different noise. Just edit out that one second of the song. It will fuck up people's brains. <laughs> like, That's don't... True, it really would. Not silence. You have to delete the space in the song, so suddenly yes. it's like <laughs> one and a quarter beats shorter. This feels like those YouTube videos of, like, the B movie, but every time they say the word B, it gets one time, one point one times faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Oh, those those oh, videos are wild to watch. I do like the edits that people have done of Smash Mouth's All Star, uh, where it gets it's normal all the way up till the years start coming, but they don't stop coming, but they don't stop coming, but they don't stop coming, and it yeah. just keeps doing that for the rest of the song. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah, one of my favorite gags is uh, edit the song to just be the one uh, iconic line from the song. <laughs> yes. Uh, I saw- Working as a waitress in a cocktail bar? That's one of them, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was just sharing that with a friend this week. I love that so much. I saw a video, it was, I think, a TikTok of people singing along with Say It Ain't So by Weezer, and they turned every line into Wrestle with Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I was just listening to Girl Talk, uh, the the good Girl Talk album, Feed the Animals, and he does such a good job of making rappers sound ridiculous by just editing, editing in the sounds they make, but not the words. <laughs> so it'll just be somebody being like, ah, yeah, ah. <laughs> no, I think you were, you were listening to a playthrough of Ocarina of Time, Matt. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, all the efforts uh, spliced together. <laughs> yes. I once listened to the, one of my favorite old PlayStation games was uh, is Lunar Silver Star Story, which we've talked about, I'm sure, before. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the version that was on PlayStation, uh, if you be- when you beat the game, they had like an outtake voice actor outtakes reel that you could listen to, mm. and one of them is just the kid who plays the main character recording all of the like getting injured sounds, and then at the end he's like, "What is this for? Like, do I need to talk to my lawyer? Because I'm not 18." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. It's pretty good. That's good. How to choose ski length, Jeff? Uh, longest. Mm. <laughs> yeah, pick there you up, go. get the longest ones they got. If you have a ski as long as the whole mountain you're skiing down, you don't have to do anything. 
Well, you do have to be very careful. (laughs) If you get your toes of the skis caught, you're going to be flung a long way. (laughs) You're going to be falling for a while. In which direction? No one knows. (laughs) You'll be catapulted into the sun. Yep. (sighs) Dumb. Get me a ski long enough and a place to stand and I'll catapult you into the sun. (laughs) Yep. You teach her if you if you give a man a ski, he'll ski for a day. You teach him to ski. It has nothing to do with the length of his skis. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Dumb. Uh, Bad show. Uh, yeah. A lot of this is uh, geometry, which is pretty boring. Yeah. Geometry I don't like sucks. some dress pants. Uh, you unpick the cuff, and then you you boom. You've got extra fabric in there, and then you make the cuff less of a cuff. I mean, you don't even really need to do the second part if you don't mind it being sort of like uh, <laughs> unravel at the end, like a hobo. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But then they'll be very long, <laughs> to be fair. It depends on how well cuffed they were. I guess that's true. What you need to do is shatter your shins into dust. Oh, no. Then, you won't, then you won't... You're solving problems that aren't what the yeah. evil Well, you won't here. need to make the pants longer if you just make your legs shorter. Could you get more of the same looking fabric and just stitch it onto the end of your pants? It looked like uh, a Frankenstein. Yeah, it could be a good work. look. It could be a great look. No, no, it can't. I'm just a fashion pioneer. You guys aren't on board. I would say maybe, maybe you could sew onto the top and get away with it. Like, that's, <laughs> remove the belt loops and get a different like waist size. Uh, now, Jeff is doing the thing where it looks like your pants are sagging and you can see your underwear, but it is in but, fact all your pants because it's just two different colors uh-huh. of fabric. You know, as I'm as I'm nearing 40, the idea of being able to sag your pants but still have pants up above your belly button is appealing to me. <laughs> you just have your underwear pulled all the way up to your nipples. Yep. Yep. Uh, how to determine wavelength. Can you be you more, can you be more specific? The ocean has no master. <laughs> mm, what about Orm, the ocean master? No. Oh yeah. Incorrect. What? Mm-hmm. But he oh. said it so many times in that movie. <laughs> well, he was like, he was trying to trick you. That was uh, a bluff. Uh, Patrick Wilson is so charming. I can't believe I fell for it. <laughs> He's so charming and also has the most punchable face. We've <laughs> yes, definitely we, talked we about that. We have, yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> he looks like a wax figure of a handsome guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of these make me angry that are like, find the length of a side of a triangle. Just measure it. What are you asking? Google that. If you just <laughs> type that phrase into Google, it would do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like this one. How to write a feature length screenplay. Ooh. Now, Matt, you um, had you had some study with this, learning how to write 68 minute uh, old horror movies while watching them. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Through osmosis, you learned. Uh, you should put as much of recapping other movies in it mm. as possible. Mm. That helps. Clever. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to say, you just have to make one of these superhero movies, anyone. <clears throat> if, like, you make a movie that's good enough to get hired to make a superhero movie, then after that, you don't have to really, like, write a good screenplay. After that, you could just put whatever on paper and they'll let you make it into a movie. Jeff, if you could write a screenplay of a superhero movie for a superhero that no one has ever heard of before except you, which one would it be? Someone who hasn't been adapted before? Yep. I think I would go with Matter Eater Lad. (laughs) I think genuinely a Legion of Superheroes movie would be fun. Oh, you took it seriously. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
You can't. You're supposed to say, like, the Eggman from the old Batman show. Yeah. That's a villain, Louisa. Yeah. He's not a hero. Yeah, He's Joker had a movie. age. <laughs> we're going to get friggin' Joker. Did we're going to get Jake Gyllenhaal to play the serious version of Egg, Egg, Egghead. <laughs> If you're going to do a Batman villain turnaround story, it should be Calendar Man. That's my strong belief. I really oh, I really liked in... Did you watch The Suicide Squad, Matt? I did, yes. I enjoyed that Calendar Man had a cameo in it and that he did a swear. I thought that was a fun way to show, like, this is an irreverent take on these serious guys. Yeah, this guys. is edgy. This is an edgy one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a fun has, way. Has anyone done an edgy Batman? Mm, uh, no, we've got this. We've got this new emo Batman coming out where he didn't work out and he looks like a heroin addict. <laughs> How is he going to punch the Penguin? Uh, I think he's going to punch the Riddler instead. Well, I understand in the movie he's going to punch the Riddler, but what I'm saying is, like, he if he's going to be the Batman, he's going to have to punch a Penguin. I see. That's why he's got all these wonderful toys, though, isn't it? To yeah. do the, the punching yep. jobs. That's why he's got Robin. Robin is played by John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) That would kick ass. (laughs) Yeah, that would be incredible, actually. Batman is just like, Batman is Michael (laughs) Sarah. Robin is the Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't he dead? Uh, Only within the fiction. Okay. <laughs> you should just turn the uh, the real one. If it's Michael Sarah's Batman, then it's Will Arnett as uh, Robin. Oh yeah, we're gonna do the reverse of Lego Batman. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, no, I don't think Will Arnett could beat anyone up. That's no, true. I don't think so either. He just has that weird Alec Baldwin voice. Yep. <laughs> and finally, how to lengthen an existing boat dock? Add Keep more going. Add more wood. It, then it's just a bridge. Ah, not if you re- don't reach the other side. So just make sure you stop, I don't know, six feet short of the other side and you're fine. Okay, now here comes the life hack part. Find a bridge that's already done mm. and then just break off the last, like, tenth of it. Exactly. <clears throat> Problem solved. You're... Okay, yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, there's no flaws in this plan. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Uh, If you liked it, please rate and review us on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. And uh, please uh, tell your friends about the show so that we can continue to grow our audience. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly. Uh, You just need to message us on Mastodon. I'm Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also available at places on the internet. If you go to weaponizedlanguage.com, you can find out which places, because I'm not telling you. All right, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, gang. Well, thanks, everyone, for coming out. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, remember, you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. Put those pockets on Shrek, son. Pumpkin spice donuts! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Delicious.